Bow, bow, bow. I'm Torea. And I'm Shira. And you're listening to Perspectivism to Go. Conversations about how we can integrate various perspectives in order to be effective creators and communicators in our multicultural world. So last week we talked more about humility. Uh, we kind of introduced that topic and even how it is relative to authenticity and humility in uh, our relationships, in our thoughts, in our mindset as well. Today we're going to continue the topic of mindset and we're going to talk about motivations as well. So, Torea, one question I have for you as an artist is around your mindset when you approach your work. Do you mm-hmm. tend to work directly out of your motivation for self-expression or do you tend to have a mindset that includes the community or the society, the audience of your work? Yeah, that's a really good question. So as an artist, I am most naturally drawn to the visual arts. So that would be more, I would classify it more as fine arts. However, um, things like painting, drawing, collage, a lot of things that you might see hanging on a wall. I believe that it is pretty common for people to approach the arts in that sense as just something that is nice to look at. <laughs> um, and then you get into the realm of more applied arts, which goes into architecture, industrial design, uh, fashion, all of those things that come with more of a function as well. Mm. So I think it's really easy to look at artists as people that simply want to express themselves. I definitely have had my own challenges in my own mind and my thoughts of how I see myself as an artist. And it really is something that's so close to my identity, honestly, just how it really is almost like a lens through which I view the world and and the people around me. But there is definitely a place for self-expression in your art. And I think that it's a really wonderful way to understand yourself because it communicates and it releases an aspect of your emotions and the happenings of the interpersonal side and your interpersonal communication. So by that, I mean how you speak to yourself, actually what thoughts you have about yourself or about other things, but in relation to yourself. So in your process, when you approach a new project or a piece of uh, fine art, does the motivation for you tend to be most of the time an Mm. inner feeling or experience that you want to Mm. express out onto the page? Or does this come just as often or even more often from your experiences with with people and maybe wanting to produce something for them? Yeah, so I would say that I really feel the two inspirations almost equally. When I express myself as an artist through my artwork, it's really wonderful because other people actually can relate to that because I am human simply and you're human and the viewers are human and we have the same default set of emotions really. And that is actually something that's multicultural that is really across the board. It might be communicated differently between cultures and within cultures, but what's wonderful is that in our self-expression, we actually can connect with humans and share deeper insight into themselves that gives them an opportunity to reflect on themselves. So I really do a lot of work out of my experiences and how I interpret them and how I, maybe if I feel something that's very important that brings hope to people 
or can provide a sense of faith in a bright future or something that is of noble and worthy cause to think about. I find that oftentimes that really motivates me to share my experience artistically and visually, what I have dealt with in that season. It's interesting because so in my research with entrepreneurs, um, I've really found that entrepreneurs go about building their ventures in a way that fulfills both this identity function based on what the entrepreneur needs to do to achieve congruence between their self-conceptualization or between their identity and their actions. But they also go about things in a way that fulfills this society function, which is based on what they think the society around them needs. So in the creative process of building a company, I really do see entrepreneurs wrestling. And it's not always wrestling. It's really more of a, I mean, there could be some tensions Mm -hmm. when there's a lack of alignment between the identity and the society. Yeah. But when things really are working out the best, what I see is uh, this reinforcement, actually, between what we do to express our own identities and to let that out when it's aligned with what we want to do for society and what we believe society needs from us or could benefit from us. So it's interesting just to compare between, say, building the creative process of building a company and also the the act of an individual artist putting together a piece of fine art. Yeah, I find that really interesting. I mean, it's very relatable to myself. Um, I mean, Shira and I, yes, given we're pretty similar in the things that we're really motivated by. However, we actually function completely different. Um, I think she's always surprised when I see something in a way she didn't and vice versa. I'm always surprised with the insights and the questions she has and the way she comes to her conclusions about some things or seeks further meaning in things. However, I can really relate with the aspect of being motivated and seeing a need in other people, wanting to suddenly my my desire as an artist actually starts to align with this need, whether it be a social need or a physical need or a communicative need in another people group or the culture. And I think that's where understanding the people comes into play. It's a really cool thing when we can as artists or creatives or entrepreneurs, really people in any position can use our own passions in alignment with our desire to serve and fill the gap maybe for people that that could really benefit from our creations or our communication. I think this reflects one of the topics we've been talking about. When I approach the idea of creating art, um, I automatically think about what we call in entrepreneurship, the product market fit. Mm -hmm. So what am I creating and how does it um, fit the needs or the desires of a market that's willing to pay for the product? Um, not only willing, but capable to pay. And when we use oftentimes a human-centric design process, say in industrial design and entrepreneurship, we encourage students actually to build products that people, whether it's a business client or whether it's a consumer, are ready to not only embrace and adopt, but also pay for. Something that fulfills specific needs and desires that we've gone out and researched and confirmed and 
mm. tested and then iterated to check that our product actually fits that need or desire. So for you, how does that go into building, say, an art business? Do you go through that same type of product market fit analysis? For me, what I've been at this for a few years now, I think a lot of when I really began to get into more of the business side and thinking of that, like how can I really use what I'm good at and what I'm passionate about to help others, but also be self-sustaining. And being a creative, it can be very difficult to be stuck in a job where you're not doing what you love or not doing anything creative. It's almost like torture. Um, so I actually find this really difficult. I like to iterate it with this picture of wearing two different goggles. So I put on my goggles that actually have to view the world in terms of markets and economics and business and what are my goals in business. And then that creates a demand on me as an artist. So then I take off my goggles and put on my artist goggles, which see this world in like 3D color and depth and different media and different thoughts and wild ideas that I really want to spend maybe 10 hours experimenting with. Yeah. So personally, it gets very difficult. It feels as if I am playing a game of tug of war. I definitely have spent not a bulk amount of time doing things like market research also because I am not extremely learned in that realm. But what I have come to conclude as well is that it really is better to do this together with other people. Um, because if I want to be fully invested as an artist... Uh, I need to be in communication and in relationship and partnership with people like Shira that really invest her time and have a great gift and talent in the realm of business and economics and understanding markets and observing and researching them. It relieves pressure on both sides of the creative work in entrepreneurship and as artists. We often don't see art as so imperative to work in the entrepreneurial and the business world. Yeah, so this is a topic I think we'll dive into in future episodes um, where we'll talk more about um, how artists and, say, managers and entrepreneurs, uh, business people can best work together. What are the best practices? How do you understand each other? How do you find a common language mm -hmm. um, in order to work together? And in what areas will there likely be tensions and struggles um, and some ideas about uh, ways to talk through those. For now, it looks like we are going to wrap up this episode. So if you guys have any questions or requests, shoot a message to us on Instagram. You'll find us at Perspectivism to Go. Perspectivism to Go.